You're listening to Manufacturing Ignition Recruitment Advice, bringing you right up to date on the latest recruitment information, trends and discussions to help you recruit the best people for your business. Sponsored by Bonfire Recruitment, helping manufacturing leaders across the UK to attract the best talent for their manufacturing company. Ignite your business or career today by visiting www.bonfirerecruitment.com. Here's your hosts, Terry Mallin and Scott Buchanan. Well, it was great to have hands on the show. It was nice to have our first guest, actually, for our hot topic. Indeed, Mr. Katana, that was that was quite insightful. Quite a, quite a clever idea he's got there and found a niche there. I guess the, the big boys have, have maybe missed out there. So Yeah, and I, I, I like it. You know I love technology, Scott, and I like the fact is that you can access that platform anywhere in the world at any time, 24-7. And, and we know everybody's busy, you know, Everybody's busy bees these days, you know, and we're doing more things and time's more precious, you know, and, and a lot of the guys will be looking to access the sort of information quite late at night when it's downtime, when it's quiet and you mm-hmm. can actually concentrate. So, you know, it's nice to be able to have that sort of access yeah. as well. It was, just, it was just a wee bit more concerning that your eyes kept on lighting up every time you said the word leather. I don't know why, why that was, uh, Terry, but... I don't know. I don't know. I hear Scott. Anyway, we won't be going to Milan. Moving on to the recruitment minute. On this week's episode of the Manufacturing Ignition Recruitment Advice, we're going to discuss how do you make the top 15% of people an offer they can't refuse? And this is following on from the couple of episodes before, where what we've actually spoke about is how do you engage the top 15% of people in your marketplace? How do you then convince or attract these people to come for an interview? And now we're looking at actually making that person an offer. So if you've not listened back, listen back to the podcast, the Recruitment Advice Podcast, episode seven, eight, and maybe six, but we'll go seven and eight. Kicking off, I think it's before actually making an offer, there's a lot of things to actually consider as a manufacturing leader within your business. And before making your offer, what you want to make sure is that you've covered every aspect of the role and the requirements that you're looking for for that particular person with the candidate whilst they've been meeting you face-to-face at an interview or getting a factory tour, you want to make sure that people are fully aware of what's expected from them. You know, the last thing you want is someone to come in with 75% of an idea of what's expected. And then when, once you're pushing the challenges that are there on the top 100, they decide it's not, you know, it's not the right move for them and decide to leave the company after a couple of months. So get everything up front, out in the open before we're even making an offer. Another thing before we get there is... Make sure that you've you've probed the candidate for any questions that they might have. You know, you don't want to have any possible objections. You know, ask them face to face. You know, if if you know we were considering making an offer, would your current offer, uh, your current company, counter offer? You know, there's no problem asking that question. It's just having a conversation, and hopefully, you know, at that stage, there's enough of a rapport being a rapport being built with the relationship at interview. And I think I think in one of but tying in with that, Terry, I think specific on that point of the, the counter offer, whereby the, the reason that the candidate is sitting with the, the potential new employer is because there's a reason, whether it's from a career aspirational perspective or a frustration with their current employer, that actually that, that counter offer and, and it's the old what what's the old recruitment statistic that um the, the candidate that's bought back you know 80 percent of them are back in the market within six months yeah exactly um, because because the, the core objection is still the same 
the core problem that they had. It's not all to do with money. What we, what I've certainly found certainly in recent years is very much that look at the end of the day, as long as that the candidate and the client has had a good, honest, open conversation at some point when appropriate, then both parties are joining the business with the, the, the same intention, with the same objectives. Um, and, and typically, um, certainly in my experience, everyone's happy and, and does a good job by doing that, that. That's half the battle. I think sometimes there can be too much emphasis on the, the softer or the, the real reasons for looking that, that companies, because of the rigid recruitment process and because of the rigid, rigid strategies, which in fairness are actually very good, but do miss can miss out on actually the from the candidate side, which which makes our job pr- can be pretty difficult. So yeah, and, and and I'm all about you know it's all about having upfront conversations. I always um you know an advocate of that, and there, uh, there's no reason why you couldn't ask the person as well just to make sure they're genuinely interested. Have they had anything else in the go at the same time? You know, have they in any interview process now? Remember how we've got to this situation. So you've approached this person directly. This is what we do uh, every day. We approach people directly, right? So a lot of the time, they're not actually actively looking. They're not interviewing anybody else, which puts a, you know the, the business in a, in a good position where if they're looking to make an offer, there's nothing else in the go. But don't take that for granted. Make sure you're asking, because as soon as the cog turns in somebody's head, that actually, do you want to know what? I've been in a different manufacturing company. I, c- I actually could go with making a move now. Then actually opportunities start to arise, especially if you're good at what you do. Or some, you know, and you know, other companies will start to cotton on, and then that person might actually be with be in two or three different processes within a week or two. You know, it can happen really quickly. So don't. No, you 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 you're spot on, Teddy. Because actually, one of the questions I always ask my my candidate when we're getting feedback um, a few days after the event, you know, how they're feeling about things, and typically the best time to get that feedback is within the first day of them being back in their existing employer having met with an alternative employer because they'll see how it is and, and they'll appreciate that actually the real reason that they're looking, whatever that is, is actually, you know, that they're, they're keen to move on. And, and you're right that they, they will then start ramping up and maybe being a bit more proactive themselves to, to, to see what's out there. So, and, and, and if you're doing all that, do all this before you make the offer. There's no point making the offer to find out they've got another two offers on the table somewhere else or the fact is their company's going to counter offer and they're going to offer and it double what you're often as a as a rise so you know make, make sure all that's on let's get to the point of actually making the offer so remember what you've got to remember is that you as a business leader or a business has approached them first they might not have been looking so you need to treat that as well because they might actually have been happy in their role what they might be looking for is something different as scott was mentioning you know and that isn't always to do with money with career-driven individuals it's more to do with actually what the opportunities are within a new business for them to progress their careers, what, how much investment within their... You know, it could be absolutely anything. It could be education, it could be shares within a certain business yeah. or equity. Um, there's a lot of stuff that are good point in the basis of, you know, if you're a small manufacturer that's got a lot of potential in growing and do you want to what you could offer somebody with a hell of a lot of experience from a bigger business or, you know, somebody with, with a great deal of experience that can benefit your business... You know, share options and equity is always a good option. Obviously, you as a business leader or a senior manager within manufacturing, you've obviously been very successful in your career as well. You've probably been in this candidate's shoes where you've been career-driven and you know you, you know the frame of mind that you've all been in. 
you know, so just bear that in mind and put yourself in a candidate's shoes and actually think, well, if I was actually making myself this offer at that stage, would I accept? And then question that. And if, if it's a yes, great. If it's a no, why is it a no? Um, and then look at that, okay? Yeah, and I think it's, it's exactly the case where, especially at the, when you're building a senior management team or where you're, you're trying to attract someone to add value directly to your, you know, the bottom line of your business to have an impact on your business, it's making sure that you, you understand and this is part of our job as well, I guess, is to make sure that, that you know, and, and that this is you know, very upfront here, that we need to fully understand the reason behind the hire. Because if we fully understand the reason behind the hire, we can make sure that the candidate that's sitting in front of the client that's eventually getting the offer is the right person that will bring that um, significant value to the business for the long term. And I think by not, if the, is, I'm aware of a few examples where, you know, companies sometimes want to, we want to see what the market's doing. We want to see, you know, what's out there and, and see what's there. But actually, if you actually know what you're looking for, it's actually going to help you hire the right person and, and, and attract a, a arguably a better caliber candidate because they're joining your business because they know what they want to do and they know what they want to achieve. And likewise, it's tying in with what the organization's trying to achieve as well. Yeah. And it's not all, uh, it's not all painted positive and whatever else. You know, make sure you're you're upfront with the negatives of the business and the challenges that the business might face and the, the challenges of this role. You know, um, you know, and be quite clear on it because when you're meeting somebody face to face, you can see in the whites of their eyes what their thoughts are and what their reaction is when you tell them the true picture. And if somebody actually embraces that and actually finds you want to what, bring it on. Yeah. You've got your, you know. It's, it's amazing. We recently ran a, a couple of campaigns actually that's highlighted that seeing a business arguably with, you know, that's maybe on from a financial perspective or financial footing, some candidates can look at that in a negative, um, but others look at that as an opportunity. And it's amazing to see that, you know, what, what you know, and this is the beauty of our job whereby everyone's different about when they look at a given role. And, and there again, that ties in with the right candidate for that particular company because the person that's looking at the company going, you know what, your numbers are maybe not where I want them to be, so you're not the right company for me. That probably ties in that they're probably not the right person for that company as well. 100%, 100%. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And the fact is, you know, courses for courses, end of the day, it's make, making sure the long story short is to get the, the right person in for your company that's going to drive that to whatever the strategy is, whatever the growth is, etc. So you're actually looking to make the offer itself um, and you're making the offer. Now, just remember, it's not all about money. Um, with career-driven individuals, there's a lot more behind it, as we touched on. You know, you have to look at the overall package. People successful will look at future, i.e. pensions, and the detailed benefits that you get for that. Is it family health care? Is it individual health care? You know, what's the sort of recognition for them doing a top job? You know, is there a bonus on that? Is there a long-term incentive? Uh, as well for being within the company, you could set something over five years where actually if, they, if this person says a salesperson, they bring in X amount of revenue over those five years, then they actually be due a certain percentage of a, of a chunky bonus at the end of it, um, depending on that specific value. That encourages uh, long-term retention as well as that person feeling rewarded for the growth of that business. So, 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 so that's all to be, to be taken into consideration. And just, just in that point, Terry, I think there's a, a perception that, you know, we, we all people, you know, the, the obvious one that comes up a lot now, especially because of the cost of it, is medical care. Now, you can have the individual that has, you know, the, the, the single membership medical care. 
Okay, you can also have the family plan, and I think you can actually, you know, there, there's various shapes and guises of that. But actually, if you're a single gentleman or a single lady who has no family and and so on, you know, having a whole family scheme, but actually getting coming out of a free spirit. Um, is of no, you know, of no relevance for that person. But maybe they would rather have, you know, a bigger engine in their car. Maybe they would rather have a pink car. You know, it's, I think that the point here is actually having flexibility, an element of flexibility, yeah. because everyone is different. And what we're seeing now is that companies that that are rigid without an element of flexibility. And I do appreciate there is consequences to other members within the organisation, which does need, to, which is important and needs to be taken account of. But actually um, being able to, you know, making sure that the, the right person is in the company for the right reasons and will stay long term because yeah. they're happy in their job. And you're back to the long term side of things, you know, you've got to make sure that when you're when you're thinking of this person, you're thinking about making an offer. You know, I question yourself, is there enough career progression opportunities within our company? Or is there enough challenge to keep this person engaged within the business for the longer term? Well, and, and we're saying longer term, but actually you could have an agreement with, you know, a client is trying to, there's an element of change that, that they've got a period of growth that they need to implement and that they hire in a key operations manager to, to make sure that happens. You know, that, that although that's permanent, that can be, you know, for an 18-month period, it can be for a three-year period. It doesn't, you know, that, at the end of the day, as long as both parties understand what the objectives are, then both, will, you know, both will excel and both will do well for the, for the longer term. 100%. So, covering, so kind of covering all that off, make sure that you cover all bases. Put yourself in a candidate's shoes. Would you accept a role? If you say yes to that, top job, let's get the offer made. However, if you're questioning any of that, think about it. Sit back. Think about what you would be looking for. Put yourself in the candidate's shoes and actually make a decision. Would it be the right move or not to make this person an offer? If you have any questions at all for myself or Scott and any recruitment advice, just drop us an email uh, or, a, or a phone call. So, you know, visit www.bonfirerecruitment.com or email terry at bonfirerecruitment.com or scott at bonfirerecruitment.com. Thanks for listening to the Manufacturing Ignition podcast. If you've made it this far, we take it that you enjoyed the show. In return, we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Subscribe while you're there and we'll catch you for the next episode.